Lord be with you. And also with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Saint John. Glory to you, O Since the Passover of the Jews was near, Jesus went up to Jerusalem. He found in the temple area those who sold oxen, sheep, and doves, as well as the money changers, seated there. He made a whip out of cords and drove them all out of the temple area with the sheep and oxen and spilled the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. And to those who sold doves, he said, Take this out of here and stop making my father's house a marketplace. His disciples recalled the words of scripture, Zeal for your house will consume me. At this the Jews answered and said to him, What sign can you show us for doing this? Jesus answered and said to them, Destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews said, This temple has been under construction for 46 years, and you will raise it up in three days? But he was speaking about the temple of his body. Therefore, when he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they came to believe the scripture and the word Jesus had spoken. While he was in Jerusalem for the feast of Passover, many began to believe in his name. When they saw the signs he was doing, but Jesus would not trust himself to them, because he knew them all, and did not need anyone to testify about human nature. He himself understood it well. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Please be seated. Since the fall of man, God has been patient with us because His promise would still remain that we, in the end, would join Him in His divine life. And so, He would continue to teach His people. That's why He chose the Israelites to be the chosen race the chosen nation to begin his instructions and we know how patient God was with them God was trying to teach us the importance of relationship relationship that we see in the way we relate with ourselves with others including nature and of course with God that's why in the first reading, we have heard how He gave the Ten Commandments to help the people become more deeper in understanding what relationship entails. The Ten Commandments are divided into two parts. The first part being the proper relationship with God. And the second part, the proper relationship with our neighbors. And of course, with these two, we are called to respond by love. So this is something also very personal. 
So we must ensure that we ourselves must know the meaning of love so that we could give it to others because we could not give anything that we do not have. So it is a basic premise that we learn it first. And then when we understand that love indeed is other-centered, we manifest this in our relationship with our neighbors. And as we do that, the more we discover God in the process. And we know that the fullest expression of God's love happened when the Lord Himself became man. He lived with us. He suffered for us and died for us. But He was raised again so that we see that in His triumph, we are given a new list of life. So God's expression of His love culminated in His self-sacrifice for us to see the beauty of all His creations, especially of the human person. And in the Gospel, we have seen how the Lord reacted when He see what people are doing in the temple area. Now we have to take this into its proper context because we might be, 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 be uh, surprised at what we have heard that Jesus was quite harsh in driving away the money changers and the vendors. But again, if we look deeply into the context, then we begin to see that Jesus was trying to teach these people how it should be. During the time of Jesus, we know that transportation is still quite primitive. The Jews who live in many different parts of the Roman Empire must travel to Jerusalem so that they would worship God there. And not only that, in doing so, they must offer something in the temple area. But because of transportation problems, the pilgrims would, of course, um, must travel several days or even weeks just to reach Jerusalem. So to lighten their travel, they would not bring with them anymore their offerings of oxen, sheep, and of course the cheapest is uh, the cheapest, of course, yung yung doves. So they would just buy their offering there to be uh, more convenient for them. But again, here we see the abuses. Let's say the dove would cost 10 pesos, but there in the temple area it would cost around 100 pesos. And you have no choice because they are in cahoots with each other, even with the temple authority. They receive kickbacks. And the money changers, because people are coming from different parts of the Roman Empire, they have their own currencies with them. But when they reach the, 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 the Jerusalem area, then they would exchange their money with the local currency. But again, they were shortchanged. 
because there are also people who are receiving who are receiving kickbacks. So the Lord got angry. Just imagine, you know, these people are going to worship God, and instead of helping these pilgrims, they take advantage of their situation. That's why the Lord was angry. This is not the proper way of relating with God, with oneself, and with others. So he could not tolerate you know, what these people are doing. And so he drove them out. Of course, people questioned him. But he just showed his authority where he really came from. And later on, they would understand. So my dear faithful, we are also called to really take seriously the kinds of relationship we have. Are we life-giving? Are we examples to others? Or are we really obstacles and agents of the culture of death? Only us, in the silence of our hearts, could answer that very personal question. Where are we now? Hopefully, if we see that we are not really becoming more life-giving, we are not becoming more Christ-like, then something is wrong. And this is now the time to change, especially the time of the Lent, so that when we celebrate the Easter, the Resurrection, then definitely we could say that we would be saved. God has saved us, but again, we must respond and really receive this freely unmerited gift.